Nurse Kylie here. We are back with another episode of Nursing Accelerated. This week, we change our focus of the discussion to the respiratory system, and we're going to focus specifically on nursing interventions and respiratory modalities. This discussion will be facilitated by Chapter 21 of Bruner and Studdart's Medical Surgical Nursing Textbook by Hinkle and Cheever. Since there's a lot to cover, let's get right to it. The treatment modality for respiratory disorders depends on the disorder and where the problem lies, as in, does the condition affect gas ventilation, diffusion, or both? Simple and non-invasive therapies include the administration of oxygen and nebulizer treatments, chest physiotherapy, and breathing retraining. Complex and invasive therapies include intubation, mechanical ventilation, and various surgeries. For this discussion, we are going to begin with the least invasive and end with the most invasive treatments for respiratory conditions. The simple act of placing the patient on oxygen can be very effective for counteracting many respiratory disorders. Oxygen therapy enables the RN to provide the patient with a higher concentration of oxygen than what is available via room air, which if you remember is only 21%. With the help of arterial blood gases, as well as a pulse oximeter, we can monitor the oxygenation status of the patient as the pure oxygen is circulated. Indications for the need for increased oxygen are changes in the patient's respiratory pattern or rate that occurs from hypoxemia or reduced blood oxygen. Hypoxemia is shown by changes in mental status such as impaired judgment, agitation, confusion, lethargy, and even coma. Conditions such as atelectasis, COPD, anemia, and cardiac arrest can cause hypoxemia, warranting the patient needing supplemental oxygen. Oxygen can be administered via several methods. Nasal cannulas are lightweight, easy to use with food intake as well as activity, and can be used up to 6 liters per minute of oxygen. A partial rebreather is adjusted so that the bag does not deflate during inhalation, which means 8 to 11 liters per minute are needed for this mask. A non-rebreather can go up to 15 liters per minute and contains a valve that does not allow the expressed air to re-enter the mask upon inhalation. A Venturi mask is the most reliable and accurate method for delivering oxygen via a non-invasive method. Often, it is used with COPD patients as it reduces the risk of suppressing the hypoxic drive, unlike other methods. Incentive spirometry is a way for patients to breathe deeply and is available in two types, volume or flow. For volume, the tidal volume is set so the patient takes a deep breath in, pauses, and then exhales. For flow, the volume is not preset, so instead, the patient breathes in to make the movable balls rise and then fall with exhalation. This respiratory modality is usually ordered post-surgery to prevent atelectasis and is performed at least 10 times per hour. Many nebulizers are used to help clear secretions, help with the reduced ability to deeply breathe or successfully cough. Patients with COPD are likely to use these. Patients are encouraged to breathe slowly through their nose so the air becomes humidified and out of their mouth using diaphragmatic or purse-lipped breathing methods to accomplish this. Chest physiotherapy, or CPT, is an umbrella term for postural drainage, chest percussion and vibration, and breathing retraining. Postural drainage uses gravity to remove secretions and uses different positions to accomplish this. 
The lungs should be auscultated before and after to assess effectiveness of treatment. Another way to loosen secretions is to perform percussion via cupped hands and vibration via a percussion vest that provides compression and tremors to the chest wall. Breathing retraining refers to exercises that are used to help the patient achieve more efficient and controlled ventilation, as well as decrease the workload of breathing. Now that we have worked our way through the non-invasive therapies, let's change our discussion to those requiring invasive techniques. When non-invasive therapies fail or are not used in time to prevent an emergency, more invasive modalities are needed to restore ventilation. Upon assessment, the nurse will observe for signs and symptoms of airway obstruction using inspection, palpation, and auscultation. When obstruction is identified, it is crucial for the RN to take emergency measures, and one of the following modalities may be required. Endotracheal intubation uses an ET tube through the nose or mouth into the trachea. This is placed by a trained medical, nursing, or respiratory therapy person as it uses a laryngoscope. They are usually used for those who cannot maintain ventilation on their own, those needing mechanical ventilation, and for suctioning secretions. According to Hinkle, a tracheotomy is a surgical procedure in which an opening is made in the trachea and a permanent or temporary tracheostomy tube is inserted into that opening. This is used to bypass an upper airway obstruction, remove secretions, to promote long-term ventilation, to prevent aspiration, and replace an ET tube. One of the main nursing concerns is removing secretions to keep the airway patent. Mechanical ventilation with a mechanical ventilator is used for several reasons, including during surgery, to help oxygenate the blood when the patient's ventilation is inadequate, and to help the respiratory system rest. There are several types of ventilators that we will not get into during today's discussion. Weaning is required when trying to remove the patient from the ventilator, as the patient's body needs to get stronger and be able to take the workload of breathing on its own. The most invasive of the modalities are those requiring surgical intervention. There are several different surgeries that are used to promote respiratory functionality. A pneumonectomy is when an entire lung is removed. This is usually due to cancer. A lobectomy is when a lobe is removed from a lung. If you remember, there are three lobes in the right lung and two in the left. A segmentectomy or segmental resection is when a segment of the lung is removed, such as the bronchopulmonary segment. A wedge resection occurs when the surgeon can remove the lesion by taking out just a small section of the lung. A bronchoplastic or sleeve resection is when only one lobar bronchus together with a part of the left or right bronchus is removed. Lung volume reduction is when 20 to 30% of the patient's lung is removed via mid-sternal incision or video thoracoscopy. A video-assisted thoracoscopy, also known as a VAT procedure, allows for exploration within the thorax without a large incision. It's an effective diagnostic and therapeutic alternative for mediastinal disorders. For all these procedures, the nurse is responsible for providing care throughout their surgical journey, pre, intra, and post, the RN is there. It is during the pre and post procedure times that the nurse is using the non-invasive therapies, as discussed before, to make the patient stronger, allowing for better outcomes.
Well, that concludes today's discussion on respiratory modalities, ranging from the least to most invasive. The main takeaways are that as nurses, we try to do the simple things first. And if that doesn't work, we keep trying in hopes that the more invasive methods don't need to be used. Through our assessments, interventions, and evaluations, we can monitor our patient's status and intervene as appropriate. Keep that in mind as you take care of your patients this week. And until next time, keep on accelerating.